This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We've got two transfer targets to discuss. Meanwhile, could a player be leaving on a permanent basis in the summer? Declan Rice reflects upon the disappointment of Wednesday. And I've got a challenge for you that you're going to need to listen to. This is the Arsenal. Arsenal? Arsenal. Definitely not Arsenal. Arsenal News Show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Very much appreciate all of you that have done and continue to make this part of your morning routines. And I hope you've had a fantastic week. We've made it to Friday. Good stuff. And uh, I feel a little tired this morning. Just a little bit. Oh, I was exhausted last night. I got home at about... Oh, Half eleven, I suppose. Um, wasn't too late, too bad. But uh, you know, having been up since six a.m. and then all the way through uh, a couple of drinks with some members of the community last night as well, and uh, and yeah, just feeling a little bit less fresh than usual. Um, but it was an unbelievable evening. I will talk about the TGT live event in just a second. First things first, though, the challenge now. The 1K like every day was always going to be a hard, difficult thing to do. And I thought, probably naively, that the biggest challenges that we would face would be weekends and would be uh, international breaks. But I was wrong. The biggest challenge that we face as a community with this challenge is when Arsenal lose a game, which at the moment is incredibly rare. Doesn't happen. Rarely happens. And obviously, after we lost to Porto, I understand the number of people that want to go and listen to people talk about the fact that we've lost against Porto is going to be incredibly low. And for that reason, yesterday, I'm sad to report that so far that video, it did not reach the 1K like everyday challenge. And so I'm giving us 24 hours to rectify this problem. Otherwise, the challenge is done. (laughs) Of course, you need to drop a like on today's video to help us reach to 1,000 likes every single day. But if you haven't dropped a like on yesterday's video, which was the raw reaction 1-0 result uh, against Porto the, the with the black thumbnail. You've got 24 hours, so make sure you get over there. If you're listening on audio platforms, hop over. Make sure that you go and do that because 
if it's 24 hours to keep the challenge alive. So drop a like here, drop a like there if you haven't done so already. And let's keep fingers crossed that we can keep that moving because it's it's going to be tough, I think, after a defeat and the low mood that we experienced yesterday. However, there was not a low mood uh, in the evening uh, at the old Queen's Heads in uh, on the Essex Road. It was fantastic. It was such a good event. Probably the best live event I've hosted or been a part of. The community, the crowds, the audience, the guests was so spot on. Amazing conversations, great fun. So good to meet so many of you. Uh, what a panel! You know, I was so lucky to have to be blessed with some of these these guys and girls as, as friends. And and Harry, James, Laura, and and Tim did a fantastic job uh, in producing their best work and talking about Arsenal and talking about the game and talking about Newcastle and talking about. Um, and answering your questions to the best of our ability. And it was just great to meet so many of you. Thank you to Blackshine for this photo, um, which I've taken off of the Discord server. There's a fair few photos I've seen already. And uh, yeah, it was just fantastic to to see so many of you. And I hope to do another one of these. It may be next year. It might be later this year. Um, I love doing them, and I love bringing this community of people together so this will not be the last TGT live show. Uh, don't you worry about that. Um, there'll be plenty more opportunities to to bring this group together. Um, and we uh, gave away some amazing prizes during our fundraiser for Gooders versus Cancer as well, which was brilliant. And I'm so glad that we did that. And congratulations to Chris, one of our listeners who won a signed uh, Arsenal first team shirt with a number of the first team signatures on it. And a massive thank you to Arsenal for kindly... Um, donating that towards the the cause for uh, raising money for leukemia and lymphoma society so yes amazing stuff but thank you to everyone that came thank you to everyone that listened uh, to the conversation uh, but let's jump into today's stories shall we we start with Declan Rice and Declan Rice has been speaking after the game against Porto in which he describes the um, the differences I guess he describes the frustrations And he describes the fact that European football is different, that the referee is different, and that Arsenal need to be different when they play abroad because it is always going to be very, very tough and you are going to have to adapt to, you know, the different types of of environments that you're going to face. And, And I think Declan Rice is right with this. I really do. I think that he is speaking a truth about the reality of what it's like to play in the Champions League, what it's like to play abroad. And we've seen Conceição, the Porto manager, coming out in the last 24 hours with interviews and with quotes talking specifically about how, you know, Arsenal um, came to play, we came to win, and there's a lot of jibes going on. Lots of motivation, you have to admit. But Declan Rice said, when you play the European teams, obviously they are going to play and be a really difficult to English sides. The refs are really difficult. You can't get away with as much in European ties and it is about learning on the job and seeing where we can improve on that front. I've played in European ties before, so there weren't any nerves from me. Obviously, getting booked early one was a real kick in the teeth because that can change your mindset a little bit. But I think it is sometimes good to have nerves. You get that experience and you need to play in the biggest games. But whether there are nerves or no nerves, I think these are the types of games we need to learn from on the way and it's going to make us better overall. Not every game is going to be scoring five and six goals. You are going to come up against teams who are watching us and seeing that they can do what they can do 
to stop us. And I think he's he's right. You're not going to have every game. And I think maybe there's a lot of Arsenal fans, even including myself, I think, that are thinking this game was going to go very, very differently. And it didn't. And that's the reality of the situation. It, it didn't go very different at all. So um, we hope that we can turn this around during the uh, the home leg at the Emirates in just under three weeks' time and really kind of put pay to those comments made by the Porto manager as well. Uh, now, Mika Biref is said to be wanted to be kept by Sturmgratz. The Sturmgratz manager has come out and said that whilst they wanted to include uh, a option to buy, nevertheless, they will explore the possibility of keeping Mika longer than just the summer. Now, whether this is a uh, permanent deal, whether this is a another loan, we will wait and see. But he scored again during their uh, UEFA Conference League tie, I believe it was, and uh, they won very comfortably. And he will continue to play more European action, your European football, and he's enjoying himself. He's having a really good loan. And I think that when it comes to looking at what Mika Birith can produce for a team like Sturmgratz, he wants to get plenty of goals. That's why he was willing to leave Motherwell in the Scottish Scottish League and make that switch to Austria because he's playing at a team that are competing in the title. They're competing in Europe. He's getting lots of experience. He's getting lots of the ball, lots of opportunities to score. And he's been doing fantastically well. So it's no surprise that Sturmgratz wants to keep him. But it's going to be intriguing how much Arsenal end up getting for him if indeed they do sell him in the summer. Now, according to David Ornstein, when asked a question about Pedro Neto, he has said that despite previous talks we've seen, you know, we've talked about on the channel how some have reported that Wolves want about £60 million um, because they would, uh, that's what they would be willing to supposedly accept. Well, David Ornstein came out yesterday and said that if you want to get hold of Pedro Neto, he thinks that it's going to cost as much as £80 million to get hold of Pedro Neto, who is and has been utterly brilliant when fit for uh, for Wolves but it is that problem of being fit that we continuously kind of look at as a, as an issue so will Pedro Neto be an Arsenal player in the summer I don't think for 80 million pounds I'd be very surprised if Arsenal went that high if indeed they do have an interest in trying to sign him with the injury records with his age you know I say his age but 80 million pounds probably what you're going to pay for a mid-20s player but it's an incredible amount of money that I just can't see it really being justified where you can get Nico Williams, for instance, for £42 million, which is a release clause. You don't need to negotiate. You can just secure that deal as soon as feasibly possible. And our headline story today, according to Build in Germany, Arsenal and Manchester United are the two teams which are interested in Matthias Tell the Bayern Munich centre-forward, who, of course, the 18-year-old has seen a number of his minutes slashed because of the presence of Harry Kane. And he still managed to get on the, you know, onto the field. He's played 18 times during this season. But that 18 times accounts for 364 minutes of football. Now, in that 364 minutes of football, Matthias Tell has still managed three goals and three assists in the Bundesliga, as recently as in their most recent game against Bochum. He got an assist um, right at the end of that game to claw, uh, kind of buy him back into the fix. They still lost it, but he came off the bench and got an assist. He is someone that seemingly from the bench can make an impact. And if Arsenal were going to go and try and sign a young player, we know that they're probably not going to get loads of minutes from the start. So we need somebody more than Nketiah that can come off the bench and make an impact and tell seemingly is that at the moment. But he wants more guarantees about more playing time. Is he going to get that at Arsenal? I don't know. Is he going to get that at United? Not with Hoyland there. So it's very, very difficult to see either of United or Arsenal as the obvious answers to his frustrations about not getting enough minutes. But he is very, very good. He is a very good player. He's got a lot of potential. And 
Bayern would be very, very, I think at least, naive to allow him to leave. But if Arsenal could get Matthias Tell, I think it would be an excellent addition, but would probably rule out the possibility of Arsenal signing a more established centre-forward, which makes a lot of sense. Right, let's go to part two and your questions then right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, let's jump into the chat, shall we? And take on as many of your questions as we can. Um, Akmal says the foul that Saka made in Porto's penalty box was maddening. Both were being physical, but because one player fell down as he lost the physical battle, he got the free kick. I think it was, was it Otavio? Or was that the one that Erdegaard was involved in? I think it might have been Saka. Um, but yeah, I agree. He he lost control of the ball. He went down knowing he was going to get a free kick. That The referee was awful that night. Absolutely dreadful. There isn't too many question marks about that. Uh, Marcus says, uh, can you send the links uh, for Tim and Laura's channels? They were great, as were James and Harry as well. Laura, as far as I'm aware, doesn't have her own channel, but you can, of course, follow her uh, on Twitter. You can find her on Twitter if I'm just going to get you the, the correct handle. Don't want to get it wrong. At Laura Kirk 12 you can follow Laura over there. She's done some brilliant uh, analysis of some articles that have gone out recently. Um, and uh, yeah, she was fantastic last night. And in terms of Tim, of course, you can find all of his stuff on the Arsenal Vision podcast of Elliot and Clive. Um, and of course, on the Arsenal Wins podcast on the Arscast as well. So uh, I don't think I need to send you the links for those. You'll be able to find them without too much of a problem at all. Uh, Chun Ho says, is there a press conference for the Newcastle game? I'm looking forward to the updates on our injured players. Yes, today, this morning, there is a press conference for the uh, for the Newcastle game. We'll be hearing from Mikel Arteta a little bit later on this morning, and we'll be hearing from him to find out who is and who is not available for that game. So make sure you look out for that. Uh, we'll be having a, uh, a live blog on the Football.London website, of course, and giving you the updates as and when they come in. Uh, Lee says, uh, Tom, does it worry you with the lack of experience that we had on the bench against Porto? Does this prove that we haven't got enough to get over the line? I mean, at the moment, we're missing loads of players. Loads of players. And so because of that, naturally, we're going to find ourselves, you know, um, lacking the the depth at the moment to deal with things. And our bench is going to look particularly weak. If you bring back Partey and Timber and uh, Zinchenko and Jesus, uh, and uh, I think there's somebody else as well that I'm forgetting, um, Tomiyasu, into the squad, suddenly your bench looks incredibly good. Incredibly good. But we are missing a lot of those players, and that's why we look weak. If they come back, then we do have enough to get over the line. If they don't, or if we struggle, if we get more injuries, 
then of course there's going to be mitigating circumstances. Uh, Jalali says, is there going to be a preview show? Yes, I'm hoping that there will be. I'll be putting out a message onto the Discord a little bit later on this morning to get people to come on for tonight's preview show, probably about five, six o'clock UK time. Uh, GZ4 says, Tom, why don't we give low block teams the ball and make them play rather than let them sit in defence and get uh, and get set? I feel that with our quality, we could have gotten Porto on the transition. Um, it's a good question. Why don't we entice teams to come out more and then hit them on the counter? I guess maybe they're a little bit too savvy themselves for that. They weren't overcommitting players forward when they did attack. So when the ball was turned over, they always seemed to have plenty of players back and in defence and in the right position. So I don't think it's as easy saying we'll just let them play, entice them out a little bit and then counter them because I think teams are savvy enough to know that well, they just don't overcommit enough players. So they still got enough players back defensively to never really be too threatened. Uh, Derek says, Tom, what has happened to Tommy, Jesus and Zinni? Not one update. I'm worried. I think they're out for the foreseeable. Maybe we should get rid. Uh, well, Derek, we'll hear from Arteta today. Let's see if indeed he brings those three up or if he gets asked about those three and how close they are. Um, Mike in the chat box says, hey, hey, everyone. Gutted that Tom's live show was during my 10-day break. <laughs> wasn't during the 10-day break from London. Um, and uh, I'm glad that it went great. Humbled that the funds were raised for Gunners versus Cancer. Mike, I'll be in contact with you a little bit later on to tell you how much uh, we raised. Um, let's go to Vanaduti says, uh, were we naive to persist with the corner routine and not mix it up, seeing that the ref was blowing for a foul every time? No, I didn't really have an issue with the corners. They were chaotic and all it took was, was one better connection and we were scoring. I think the corners were um, frustrating Porto. Yes, they were having players go down. Yes, the referee was kind of giving them that, if you like, but no, I think that the corners were fine. Maybe you could have mixed them up a little bit more, but it was always going to be very difficult with players just falling on the floor and, you know, doing what they were doing throughout. But I think that when it comes to the Emirates, we might find ourselves being a little bit better. And I think they might work on a few more things with corner routines and set-piece routines uh, ahead of that game. Uh, Machine says, if we were to improve the goalkeeper position, what are some feasible options? I don't think we will look to improve it. I think what we're going to look to do in the, the goalkeeper position is looking to... Um, probably replace Aaron Ramsdale. I think imagine that he will probably want to move on in the summer. And so for that reason, I think Arsenal will need to go and sign another goalkeeper for the third summer in a row. And I think that that goalkeeper for me needs to be someone more experienced. I think we need to bring in a, a goalkeeper of a really good standard, but that is obviously reaching that the kind of falling out of the, uh, the starting position, maybe somewhere else, or they're starting in a lower league, but they're an experienced goalkeeper and they're willing to come in as a backup to, uh, to Raya, um, maybe it's another Spanish goalkeeper. Of course, we have a, a, a goalkeeping coach that speaks and, and trains in Spanish. So I guess for that reason, it might be beneficial to bring somebody like that in to, to work with Raya. Would it be David De Gea with Raya? Um, no, I can't think of another word that rhymes <laughs> quick enough. But uh, yeah, certainly I think there is, there's options out there and I think we need to bring in somebody for that role to replace um uh Ramsdale. Amira says, did Tommy even return from the Asia Cup or is he injured? Is he still alive? Where is he? Did he even exist? Uh yeah, he came back with a knock from the Asia Cup, sadly, really frustratingly. I don't think he was ever fully fit when he went to the Asia Cup. And I think maybe that playing in that competition exacerbated an existing issue, which is a shame, but that's what happens at international tournaments. Uh, Andrew says, what on earth makes you think Arteta will reveal anything meaningful about Tommy, Jesus and Partey? He never does. Well, to be fair, Angela, he wasn't asked specifically about Partey ahead of the game against Burnley. And he came out and just said that he was working on the grass and that we're going to get impact. We, you're looking at getting him back soon. So actually he does sometimes give a bit away. 
I know James yesterday was talking about how he, he doesn't necessarily give loads away in presses and he doesn't necessarily want to. And he's right. He doesn't necessarily like to give too much away. But sometimes, sometimes he does. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. Uh, Nick says, everyone wants a striker, but with Jesus, Havertz, Trossard and Eddie, maybe I'd say it will prioritise depth all over the pitch in the summer. Arsenal do want to look at that centre-forward position. There is a keenness from the club to, to try and sign a striker. I think Eddie Nketiah's time at Arsenal was probably reaching a conclusion and Arsenal may look to cash in on him and Nelson and some others as well. Um, centre-forward is still very much, but it's who that is that's the big question. And I think Trossard and Jesus highlight the style of centre-forward that I think we we need to look toward and having something collaborative. We talked about this last night, actually. But yeah, there's certainly an element of, of looking into that. Uh, Sean says, if Martinelli makes that last minute pass to Saka, we've got a three versus two. Do you think it's harsh to call it naive? I like that we were trying to win the game in the 94th minute. Yeah, it is naive, Sean, and that's because we conceded, you know. Um, if we'd have scored, of course, we wouldn't be saying anything about the naivety because we would have won the game and congratulated it. But it's the way of the world. If things don't go against you, you analyse them and you look at them for what they are. And in that moment, it then becomes naive. But I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Uh, Kizang says, the last multiple times that we lost to Porto in the first leg, we've battered them in the second leg. Do you think the same will happen? I'm very hopeful, mate, that that, that will be the case. Yes. Um, Rob says, what was your highlight of the show last night? What was my highlight of the show? My highlight of the show was the bravery of one of our audience members to talk about Mikel Arteta and ask the question about whether or not if he doesn't win a trophy this season, um, should he continue? And I have the utmost respect for, you know, we know what our community is. We know the general consensus of the Arteta kind of feeling. So to, to sit there in a room of people that are probably going to be very, very opposed to that view and to, to ask that question and then to back it up and continue to ask those questions, I thought was great. I thought it created a really good discussion. Sadly, the second part of the show is not going to be going out. I've listened back to some of what I have on my uh, camera of it, and you can't pick up the questions from the audience. And because the, the show is being recorded with the microphones as well, um, the you can't hear anyone in the crowd asking the questions. So uh, and I, there's definitely things in there that that, that won't, won't have got out anyway. But in terms of like the, yeah, there was some really good back and forths between people in the audience and asking questions, but we didn't have the audience mic'd up, so you can't actually hear anything they're saying, uh, which is a real shame. But uh, we're going to try and upload as much of it as I can. I'm going to try and edit as much of it together a little bit later on this afternoon. Once I get the file, I'm still waiting to be sent um, the, audio, the proper audio file. But uh, yeah, there's nothing from the audience that gets picked up because they weren't mic'd up. So... Yeah. Uh, Mark says, I think we reacted poorly to the middle block uh, and the Porto were very disciplined. We were denied unrushed rhythm in the middle of the fields and we have to expect that uh, as well. I think Porto were very well drilled in terms of, you know, what they wanted to do on the day, breaking up play and trying to work out a way to win. And Paul, uh, Pepe has said that they're going to need to be perfect to win at the, uh, win at the Emirates. Uh, when they come to Arsenal. And that's true. Look, we needed to be perfect when we beat Barcelona. Do you remember when we won against Barcelona 2-1? And then we went to the away leg and we've been battered. You know, time after time, we'd get a good result against Barca. If it was a 2-1 win or a 2-2 draw, we go to, to Barca and they just take us apart. Um, so we need to be that. We need to take Porto apart of the Emirates. And I hope that the atmosphere is going to be incredible 
in trying to achieve that. Uh, Mushin says, would a natural left-back be a sensible signing because we're uh, always playing centre-backs as makeshift left-backs? I mean, to be fair, we are shifting with Ben White being something of an inverted player on the right. Yuri and Timber, I think, will be able to play that role really well as well. Uh, and I think there's probably a reason why Thomas Partey did what he did at the start of the season as well in that position. And the left side is maybe becoming a little bit more traditional. So maybe we look to go a bit more traditional with a left back. Is Kieran Tierney already that player? I don't know, but maybe he could have been. Um, Nick says, this is asking questions about Arteta is starting to grind on me. It shouldn't, Nick. People are entitled to have their other opinion if it's respectful and put across in a fair way. And I think that you can put across questions about Arteta in a fair and respectful way. Um, I understand why it might be grinding. And Nick says Arteta is still building a squad. He might have a great team, but he doesn't have a great squad yet. But I certainly think that I t we talked last night about the, the next contract, if you like. Um, and the next contract for Mikel Arteta has to be the one where he delivers a league or a Champions League. If he can't deliver a league or a Champions League in his next contract, I think you probably have to say, has he taken Arsenal as far as he can take Arsenal? Um, and then you look at, can somebody else come in and, and take what Arteta has built and take it to that next level? And I don't think that's too unfair, but I think he's earned the right for that new deal. It's just then about, will he earn the right to stay at Arsenal even longer than that? Will he even want to stay any longer than that? Maybe he'll want to, to move on. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but I think the next contract has to be the one where he delivers something. Uh, Thomas says, when are you taking TGT on tour? I really want to come to a live show. No, nothing in the pipeline yet, Thomas. Trust me, I'd love to. I'd love to take it somewhere across the world. I'd love to go to like back to Chicago and do a TGT live event in Chicago. That would be amazing if we did that because um, it's a city that I, I fell in love with when I was out there. But yeah, the, I'd love to do a, a TGT live show abroad. It would be fantastic to do. Certainly a bucket list thing. Um, Australia, difficult. Very difficult, Australia. I don't even know how many listeners we've got in Australia, but I can see a few of you, Richard, GZ4, um, also uh, talking about Australia as well. That'd be, yeah, it'd be amazing, I'm sure, but it's, that's, that's a hard one. It's a hard one to put together. We might get about five listeners, you never know. Five people might turn up. <laughs> Stephen says, am I the only one that thought Rice lost it for a moment, appeared to have been having a go at Saka and lost concentration? Rice is absolutely at fault for getting his yellow card. He wasn't focused in that moment. He wasn't really on it in that moment. And he lost sight of the game. And even though there was a mistake, I think, by Saka, and he was rightfully bringing that up, it was the wrong time to bring that up. So, yeah, it's it's very, very difficult. Very difficult. Maybe I've underestimated how many um, Australians listen uh, in the chat. Um, but Rob's from New Zealand. Red Star says, yes. Angela says, uh, is also from Australia as well, Steve. Uh, is also an Aussie as well. Uh, Rob says that they'd be there uh, for that too. So, yeah, um, maybe I underestimate how many of, of our Australian listeners do listen. Uh, whilst I've got your attention as well, as I mentioned, the 1K Like Everyday Challenge is under threat and we've got 24 hours to save it. If you've not dropped a like on this video, please do. But if you've not dropped a like on yesterday's 1-0 analysis of the Porto game, which I understand people weren't necessarily too keen to listen back to after we defeated, after we were defeated, Hop over there and see if we can get to the 1,000 in the next 23 hours. If we can't, we can't. And I'll accept defeat in our challenge. But I think that we can. So that's my challenge to you. If you listen on audio platforms, make sure you hop over and catch up on that show and hop over to YouTube and drop a like on this show and yesterday's show to help us try and get to that 1K every day 
target. Uh, Matt Hayes says, Hi, Tom. I love your streams. I mainly listen on audio, but I catch YouTube when I can. Favourite Arsenal podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Matt. That's very, very kind of you indeed. And to be honest, that's some of the things that people were saying at last night's live show, some of the really kind words. I'm so appreciative, so humbled by that. And thank you. It means a lot. Uh, Stuart says, Tom, you answered a comment the other day in reference to a stadium expansion and how it isn't necessarily an option. What are Arsenal's options to increase capacity? It's the golden question, isn't it, Stuart? Because, yeah, because of restrictions around building, it's really hard um, to, to do that. And the options in terms of expanding, I don't know even if you could go to a safe standing section because I had someone say to me that if we went to safe standing, that would actually reduce potentially reduce capacity because of health and safety regulations. It's such a hard question mark. Ultimately, I don't even think increasing the capacity solves the problems. I think the demand is so high for Arsenal tickets at the moment. There's so many thousands of people that aren't getting hold of tickets. I mean, when you look at the ballot, like it's only a percentage below 50, I think, that are getting any chance of a ticket. So even if we were to increase the... um, the, the level of, of availability for seats. I don't think it solves the problem. I still think that there would be sold out every single week and loads of people still not getting tickets. It might help slightly, but I don't think it's going to be... Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Martin says, Australia is a massive country. Uh, if you if you did a show in Sydney, for instance, it'd still be a four-hour flight from Perth. And that is, Martin, another one of the problems of doing a show uh, in Australia is that, yeah, you can just hop to Australia and think you're going to be fine. But some people may not be able to travel for a huge amount of time and get on a flight to watch the show. Uh, Costa says, Tom, I'm coming to London at the end of May. Please set up a live show to get everyone together for one more time before the long summer wait. Pretty please. I wish I could, mate. But May would be far, far, far too soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I love the fact that he dropped in a super chat, set up a live show. <laughs> That'd be great. There will hopefully be another one towards the end of this year as well. Maybe, Maybe towards the end of the summer um but at the moment it's it's not on the cards we're still recovering from the last one you don't you don't do it too often you do it too often you know um so yeah i think that's something that that needs to be considered but uh once a year once three times every two years i I think that's a good good number so yeah once a year an annual show is uh is great i love doing them they're fantastic um alistair says um uh, yeah, I didn't want to listen yesterday, but I did go and hit the like button because I love the show. Thanks, mate. And I absolutely understand and respect people not wanting to listen back to Arsenal losing. The mood since Porto has gone down. People that want to listen to Arsenal stuff has gone down since that because the mood's so much worse. I understand that. I get that. And I respect the fact that people um, are hurting. And I hope that we really do respond tomorrow. I'm going to be at the Emirates Stadium tomorrow for that game. Working it, and uh, I'd be lying if I said that I don't have my concerns because of the amount of recovery that we've had, because of the uh, the amount of players that we've had out. It's such a it is a concern. It is a concern. I hope we have some players back. I hope that we have some players available to come straight into the team because there's going to be some tired legs, I think, after midweek. But maybe, and I think James pointed this out last night. We only played 50 minutes of football, really, because the ball was only in play for 50 minutes. So, how tired will we really be? That's the question. Um, Ian says, I have an honest question. Why is it being scoffed at when there is an interest for a 28 or a 29-year-old when inexperience might become an issue for this squad in big Champions League matches afterwards? I think because for some people, when you look at the price tags for some of the players that are that age, you're thinking like, what, £100 million for Tony, who's going to be you know, 28 when we signed him, 29 after one season with Arsenal, but he's 28 till then because that's how it works. 
Um, but to spend £100 million on a player that's got no sell-on value, potentially, I think people get put off by that. Um, I think if those players at 28 and 29 have had one or two good seasons at the top level as well and not necessarily been able to capitalise on that, that also puts people off. Injury records at that age as well. And obviously, because I think what you see is what you get almost with players of that age. When you sign somebody younger, you look at them and see, well, what they're doing now is great, but they could do even more than that when they get older and develop into a better player. But there is probably a good argument, Ian, to say that people do scoff too easily at some players of, a, of an older age bracket, especially because I think you need to find the balance in a squad between some of the older, more experienced players and the younger players. And to be fair, just because a player is 28, 29 doesn't mean they don't have any more experience or less experience than, say, a Martin Odegaard, who's played for Real Madrid since he was 16, has been playing at the elite level for the last eight to nine years. You know, that's an incredible amount of experience. Declan Rice has got hundreds of appearances in the Premier League and he's only 24. That's huge experience. He's won a European trophy. So we have experience in players that aren't 28, 29. And I think that is really valuable to find in a squad. Uh, Russ says, hi, Tom. Do you think it would be preferable to look at players with Champions League experience to sign in the summer? I think that Champions League experience is important, but I do think that it is sometimes overblown a little bit. I think just in general, our players playing in the competition this season will learn, will improve by being in it, and that will help us next season, if indeed we qualify, which we should. I'd be very disappointed if we didn't. Um, so, yeah, that's that I think is key. But it's a fair question, Russ, that's for sure. Um, I think I think we're going to end the show there. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Really appreciate your time, as always. Have a fantastic day. Uh, enjoy yourselves. And uh, please, please do drop a like on the video. And if you haven't done so, drop a like on yesterday's as well. We've got 24 hours to save the challenge. Let's see if we can do it. And, uh, yeah, let's see if we can get this one to a, a thousand as well. We can't forget about this one. We've got to keep up the effort if we want to try and get all the way through to the end of the season. I think it's going to be tough. But, you know, I back us. So let's see. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in. Thank you to those that came last night. Thank you to those that wish they could and sadly couldn't. But uh, I'll be back a little bit later on today for a preview of that Newcastle game. And then, of course, back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for another update ahead of that massive clash in the evening against Newcastle. Have a fantastic Friday. Speak to you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.